Welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we post all of the books that we're talking about. And sometimes some cute pictures or random fact checks from our insanities. And we are just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then you can also check us out on Instagram. We're a little more interactive. And we are just Library Overload there. Guys, happy second week of October. Yes. It is just getting more and more blustery and fallish. And I watched Hocus Pocus this week. Wonderful. It it has been just glorious outside. Um, not getting over like maybe 75 which is like unheard of here in <laughs> yeah, October. I know people are probably thinking that's still hot, but this is this no. is you know North Georgia, yeah, um, South Tennessee. <laughs> yes, it has been wonderful, and I've just been dying to soak up every bit of reading time that I possibly could. Me too. That's oh, the. I know I was real mad on Friday when it was raining and I had to work. I was like, it's real rude that I have to have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be reading in this nice rainy weather. Yep. It is rude. Yeah, super rude. Yeah, don't don't like them at all. Yep. But this week we are continuing our spooktacular book readathon, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I am loving it. Good of him too. I've read a lot. Yes, I'm only seven I have... books behind schedule now. I oh know. my god. I hit uh, 70 books today. Ah, killing it. I am still 15 books behind schedule. But, I don't you know. I don't I don't even know how that's possible. You've got a lot going on. Oh. It's fine. Oh my goodness. Um and I felt like I have read a bunch the past couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, I'm so, getting so close to catching up. Nah, <laughs> but then not you're even a little so bit. So far behind that even if you catch up, you're still rolling another day over. <laughs> so it's like, nope, you're still losing. Yes, it's pitiful. That's funny. I'm gonna. I've got a stack of like little golden books. I'm just gonna <laughs> plow through them one day. <laughs> I did pick up a couple classics that are 200, right around 200 pages, and that helped. One of mine this week was right around 200, so I totally get it. So, like I said, I started with, or I went into some classics this week. And the first one I did was Sleepy Hollow, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, by Washington Irving. Dying to hear how you liked this. I loved it. It was so, like, the language I was a little afraid of, but it was so evocative and so, like... (laughs) (laughs) evocative tell me more it evoked a certain image in your mind (laughs) I could just see what was happening because the the writing was so spectacular Mm -hmm. that it just made it come alive for me which was really fantastic especially in a book that was written in 1820 that's so cool yeah um everyone probably knows the basic story but I'd never really heard or I'd never read the original so I didn't really know some of the this details but Ichabod Crane is a school teacher he goes to Sleepy Hollow and apparently the little valley area that they're in is sp- 
particularly haunted. So there's okay. lots of paranormal activity. Well, he's kind of a, a bit Susie-ish in his frightened level. <laughs> so Thank you not, for that. Yeah, he's not the biggest fan of the creepy stuff. But he decides he wants to court the rich farmer's daughter, Katrina Van Tassel. Well, Katrina also has a suitor, Abraham Von Brunt, who is called Brom Bones. (laughs) Which, if that's not a horror story name, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's kind of like the big athletic brute, and Ichabod's this scrawny little nerd teacher. And they're kind of competing for Katrina. And one night, Ichabod goes to a harvest festival at the Van Tassel Mansion. And here's a bunch of ghost stories. Gets kind of creeped out. And on his ride home, is chased by the Headless Horseman. Ah. And he's trying to get across the bridge, trying to get across to safety. And he makes it across the bridge, but the Horseman keeps coming. Even though it was supposed to have disappeared at the boundary line. Right. And then, the next day, the horse is found, and Ichabod is never heard from again. And if that is a spoiler, I am sorry, you have had 200 years to read it. You sure have. (laughs) I vaguely remember this from, like, TV shows, and I'm pretty sure, like, Wishbone covered it when we were kids. I watched the Disney version. Yeah. Is that the one with Johnny Depp? No, that's just an actual, uh, that's a Tim Burton one. Oh, okay, okay. With Johnny Depp and, um... I don't remember her name. Oh, yeah. But it was really, it was really good. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It was just like the, the writing was so good that it was, the story just came to life. Love. Again, in a a 200 year old book, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Because I usually struggle with classics. So five stars. I love it. Would recommend. We're growing up, I think. I know. I'm so sophisticated. Is this what it feels like? <laughs> Maybe I don't need an adult here adult anymore. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, my next one. Um, I tried to go down a little scarier route. Um, so this is The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Ooh. Tremblay. Um, I was really apprehensive. Um, so I, I kind of jumped off the deep end with this because I've heard that Paul Tremblay is like super scary. And mm-hmm. so I was really apprehensive to start this, but it was okay. It wasn't like, like terrified, terrifying, but it was, it was so creepy and so suspenseful and stressful. So we follow uh, seven year old Wen and her parents, Eric and Andrew. All right. So they have taken a trip to this little idyllic cabin on um, on a lake. So beautiful. They're there to just unplug. There's no cell service, no Wi-Fi, nothing. They're just wanting to relax. And their closest neighbors are a little more than two miles away from them. This is not a good setup. No, it's not. You never, ever go to a cabin. Ever. You will die. (laughs) So one afternoon, Wen is playing outside, trying to catch grasshoppers. You know, when you poke the holes in the mason jar lids and, like, she's catching grasshoppers. And 
of a sudden a stranger walks up their driveway and their driveway is like 20 minutes long. So the stranger out of nowhere just walks up the driveway, starts talking to her. And then he says to her, none of what's going to happen is your fault. But, and your dads won't want to let us in when, but they have to, we need your help to save the world. And so you're like, yes, uh, her dads are um, Eric and Andrew. I missed that part. I was thinking, a mom and a dad. <laughs> My bad. I was being very heteronormative. Some people have two dads, Tavia. No, I was being very heteronormative. <laughs> My apologies. I just thought you said Eric and Andrew and Aaron. And Aaron oh, was. I got okay. it's We're We're past it now. Okay. So this becomes a hella suspenseful story. So. This group of four people show up at their home and they're like, hey, you have to let us in. Um, Number one, in the middle of nowhere, maybe no, not going to invite people into my house when I don't know you. But number two, they show up with these handmade weapons. And they're like, oh, no, (laughs) we're not going to do that. They try to call out. Their line has been cut. Uh, No landline at all. Their gun just happens to be locked in the car, not within running distance to help them. And it was so stressful. Not, like, terrifying, but it was so stressful. Like, I kept having to put it down and be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just like, how are we going to get through this one? The ending was nuts. Um, it was just, it was just a roller coaster. Like, like every new, like wave of something that happens, you think like, okay, it can't get any worse. And then it does. (laughs) And it's just like, dear God. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Uh, I gave it three stars just because I probably won't read it again. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it's just this genre that I'm, I'm kind of, kind of finding that it's, a lot of it is just ending ambiguously. And I really just think that it's a, a genre thing. It's yeah. not like a writing. I think it's just, it's genre just, specific. yeah. And it's just, that's not my thing, but it was, it was good. It definitely gripped me. Definitely enjoyed it. I read it, I think within like 24 hours. It nice. was so crazy. When you were yes. telling me kind of about this setup, it reminds me that Geico commercial has been on recently. Where it's when you're in a horror movie, you make bad decisions. Yes. And it's like the girl's like, can we just get in the car? And they're like, no, no. let's go hide behind the saws. Okay, yes. that makes sense. <laughs> and even the murderer is standing there like, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, cracks me up because it's absolutely the truth. And so you were telling yes. me about you know the gun and the car and you know, know. just funny. But at the same time, like whoever expects that's going to happen to you, like you know, I know, I know. But it's just it's one of those things, and it was just it was so crazy. And every moment, I was like, guys, are you serious right now? Like, could we just? Could we just do something, please? Get us out of this situation. But yeah, it was good. I I did enjoy it. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yes. Okay. Well, I read some more Agatha Christie this week. 
Shocking no one. Shocking no one. But I just really love her. I feel like we could have been best friends. I really do. (laughs) But I read The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. And this is a Hercule Poirot. It's number four. It was written in 1926. And the tagline is Roger Ackroyd knew too much. Oh. So he knew that the woman that he was in love with poisoned her first husband. And he knew that someone was blackmailing her. And then in a house full of people, he's murdered in the study. Oh my goodness. With a candlestick? He's the suspect. What? With a candlestick in the study? No, with a dagger. By, by, By Colonel Mustard? With Colonel Mustard in the study with a dagger. Yes. Knew it. Didn't even have to read it. I love playing Clue. It's my favorite. My I hate at playing it. Clue with your husband. Yes, because he cheats. Such a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's got too good of a memory, and he remembers too much of, yeah. of what people have said. So he can cheat. He says it's not cheating. It's just being smarter than everyone else. But It's just rude it's, is what it is. It yeah. really is. So, like... Three moves into the game and he's winning. Yeah, it's garbage. But it's set in a little town in England called King's Abbot, which is very much her style. Little tiny towns. And Poirot happens to have taken a little summer home there. And he's next door neighbor with the doctor. And the doctor's the one that's telling the story. Okay. And the doctor ended up, he was a friend of Roger Ackroyd. And he was the person Roger confided in about knowing... The secret about the woman he was in love with. But there's okay. many other subplots going on. Pretty much everyone had a good opportunity, a good motive. At the end of this book was literally the most shocking twist ending I have ever experienced in ever? any book. Oh, yeah. I was completely shook. I, I yelled out loud and startled the dogs. <laughs> I said, what? My gosh. Yeah. It was really funny. I was completely blindsided. Love. Completely. And I think it ratchets up to my favorite Agatha Christie of all time now. Ooh. Now, it's on all of the lists as one of her best. Okay. So just, you know, as a... But, yeah, absolutely. I completely... Did not see that coming. Love that. It was fantastic. And I will continue to read Agatha Christie until I run through her whole collection, I believe. And then just start it all over again? Perhaps. It's really good. <laughs> Is it's this murder mystery, the... but within a safe place. Yeah. Is this one of the ones that you recently picked up? It is. Good. I'm glad. I love it when I buy something and it ends up being, like, just so good so you yes. know that you're going to want to keep it. Love yeah. that. It's going to be my go-to recommendation, I think, for anyone nice. wanting to get into the, the Miss Christie era. Love that. So good. <laughs> okay. My last one for the week. Um, I didn't – I haven't finished the one that I'm reading right now, and so I don't want to talk about it yet because it's really weird. So I want to <laughs> finish it before I, I give a review. So – I just finished Scythe by Neil Shusterman. 
How oh my it? God, you guys. So this has been on my want to read list for forever just because the premise is so freaking cool. It's a trilogy. The final book came out a year or two ago, I believe. So it's, so you're safe. I Yes, I waited and I'm so, so happy I finally read it. So this is set in the far, far future. And it's where basically humans have eradicated natural death. You have um, neurons in your body that protect you from pain. They have emotional neurons that when you're feeling too depressed or something, they counteract that. You can basically live forever if you want to. You can turn, which is like go back in age. So you look, you may be 200 years old, but you look 21. And so because no one really dies naturally or unnaturally really you can become almost dead but then you can be revived within like two to four days depending on how bad the death was and so because of no one dying and because you know people are still having babies and stuff there's a way to control the population on the planet so we have scythes scythes are um persons that glean humans meaning they kill humans to make sure that the population of the planet isn't just wild so we fall so the premise is just so cool um so we follow citra and rowan they both meet YA names man i know so we meet them at different times uh they both end up meeting scythe faraday who is an older scythe that in one way or another comes in contact with them. So they meet Citra and her family when he comes to glean the neighbor. And he meets Rowan when he comes to glean his school's star quarterback. And both of them react in somewhat similar ways. And he, he chooses to not, not just take on one apprentice, but take on two. Mm -hmm. And he says he'll apprentice them for a year. And at the end, he'll choose which one he gives his scythe ring to. People do not like the fact that he has chosen two scythes or two apprentice apprentices. Apprentices? Apprentice. (laughs) I'm fairly certain that's not it. Um, But you could call them apprentice scythes. There we yes, that's what we'll do. So neither one of them are really interested in being being a scythe. Like no one grows up thinking, like, yes, when I grow up I want to be a scythe. Like that's because I can imagine it's a solitary existence. Exactly. You're um no one wants to speak with you because they're all terrified of you. But Scythe Faraday says to them, then you're the perfect candidates because those that want to glean should never be allowed to glean you know serial killers power Um, comes great responsibility yes thank you spock so it's it's just so freaking cool and the way it ended it was almost like it could have just ended but there was that little last couple of sentences and you're like oh shit like (laughs) what's happening now like there's this crazy 
thing that the scythedom does because of Scythe Faraday's action and taking on two apprentices and the repercussions of it are quite grand and it's just a hella big deal and it was so good I cannot wait to read the next one um I'm gonna wait until October is over so that I can keep reading you know all the other stuff um but yeah it was so good cannot wait to hear where it goes yeah I'm interested in reading it it's on my list I believe Mm -hmm. I own the first two um I knew that I would enjoy them so I bought them years ago um and I'm glad I did because it was so awesome. Okay. Well, my next book I am super excited to tell you guys about. It is a advanced reader copy that I got called The Haunting of Beatrix Green. It sounds really cool. Yes. It comes out October 28th, which is the day after my birthday. Perfect time for Halloween. Perfect. Yes. And it's actually by three YA authors. Um Rachel Hawkins, who wrote Hex Hall, which is actually on my list of things to read. How do three authors write one book? I'll tell you in one oh. of them. Um, Rachel Hawkins, Ash Parsons, and Vicki Alvier Schechter. And I apologize, Vicki, if I got the last two wrong. That's the way I'm saying it. <laughs> but they each re- write different chapters. Interesting. So, like... Rachel starts with the first chapter and then Ash picks it up in the second chapter and they just stagger the chapters and it tells you who wrote each chapter. But what if like Rachel goes a direction that you didn't want to go? I don't know. Maybe they wrote it collaboratively as like outlined it together and then divided the chapters. I don't know. I have many questions. It was brilliant and it flowed really good. So whatever they did worked. I never at any point felt like it was different writers. It just makes me think of like a school project, like yeah. with Alexander know, at Hamilton. Least, <laughs> at least one person not at all pulling their weight, and so like it's like well, God. It told you in each chapter, well, at least my copy did. Told you which author wrote that chapter, That's which I cool. thought was cool too. That's cool. Yeah, you don't but, see that a lot, but I guess it's weird. It was to also have three the uh, chapter titles. It was like episode one. Or episode two. Or episode one, scene two. It was cool. That is cool. It is about Beatrix Green. And she is a medium in Victorian England. So right there. I was hooked. (laughs) Yeah. It's all all Tavia. Yep. However, she knows she's a fraud. And she doesn't believe in ghosts. But she feels like she provides comfort to those people while having found this avenue to make her way and be independent in this world that doesn't offer that to women. So she knows ghosts aren't real. Then along comes James Walker, who is a scientist, and he has made it his life's mission to out frauds in the medium business. Okay. So he says that he will pay her this exorbitant amount if she comes to this place called Ashbury Manor and convinces him that ghosts are real the secret being he believes in ghosts and knows they're real and knows that there's a ghost haunting this place he just needs a real medium to pull it off Hmm. she doesn't know she's a real medium yet but she is 
I feel the makings of like a lifetime movie. No, Crimson Peak. Have you ever seen Crimson Peak? That's what it feels like for me. Okay. I've never seen it, but I know the vibe. So. Yeah, it's okay. very, and these are very scary ghosts. These are not oh, okay. friendly ghosts. This was, I was suspense. I was like <laughs> heart palpitations <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Like I was terrified <laughs> when the haunting stuff was happening. Oh my gosh. Scary. Um, but yeah, all the stuff that I just said, that's on the cover, like the blurb you can read about. That's what's going to happen. So we okay. get to Ashbury Manor and obviously it's haunted and we learn all about why James knows it's haunted, how come he wanted it. And, and then Beatrix coming into her actual power as a real medium, able to communicate with spirits. And it's just brilliant. Wow. Scary, creepy, atmospheric, love. period, love, romance creepy ghosts it had it all it was amazing that sounds really cool yes it had everything i could have ever wanted except maybe an old woman (laughs) (laughs) well the ghosts aren't they old they are but like maybe if beatrix had been looking back on her life as an old woman telling the story of how she was once haunted yeah yeah okay I get but it. it was still pretty pretty good. The only complaint I had that I felt like it wasn't quite long enough. I wanted just a little bit more. Okay. So, but I was very excited, and it comes out October twenty eighth. So everyone, check it out. It's perfect for Halloween. Love that perfect timing too. Yes. Like that's that's a good published date for a spooky book. Oh yeah, and they were creepy ghosts. I was kind of terrified at times. <laughs> Did you like hear a creak in the in the floor? floorboards and just, no, I, I read it in the daylight <laughs> I do that too <laughs> yeah I'm not that's why I read lots of Agatha Christie at Halloween because I'm not the best with the scary stuff um but I dipped my toe in this week with Sleepy Hollow and then with this so I'm, I'm kind of working a little bit more sure <laughs> I'm proud I'm proud of us did Daniel tell you my request from him Yes, we've talked about it ad nauseum. <laughs> so, uh, and he's Daniel... watched every movie of a book that he's recommended to you. Awesome. So I, um, so Daniel's been um, not feeling well, and so he's just kind of stuck in the house. And so I was like, I'm going to give you a task. <laughs> so I asked him, my horror movie best friend, um, give me as many books as you can find that are based on horror movies or horror movies are based off of these books and he was like how many do you want and I was like I don't know like a few I don't care um he came back with 13 oh he had 15 on the list originally (laughs) and I said Um, I don't think she wanted that many I I mean I did have other books I wanted to read this month so of course as soon as he sends me the list and so I was like I was bored at work so I I found as many as I could on the library and he was like cool so you're gonna start it today and I was like I'm in the middle of sight. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> yeah, he's real excited to hear what you think about these. He's he, it was a perfect yes. project for him, having been you know kind of stuck. Um, yeah, and he's um, watched every movie that he's recommended you the book. One of them, and I don't remember which one it was, but one of them he gave me the book, and then he watched it. And he was like, "Oh, that was worse yeah. than I thought it was gonna yeah, be." Yeah, that's why he like, started. That's I'm why he started watching it. the movies first. I'm just gonna scratch that off the yeah. list. That's why he started watching the movies first. He's like, mm. "No, I can't give her that one." <laughs> um, 
so I started the first one, one of the first ones he gave me, because it was like 200 pages. And I was like, God, maybe I can knock it out. I did not. But <laughs> I only have like 80 pages left. That's good. So um, I will be back next week to tell y'all all about this book. Um, we will be waiting it's on pins and needles. Hella weird. Um, I will give you that it is a book from whence Pinhead is from. Yep, Daniel has Pinhead tattooed on his arm. I don't love it. For all eternity. I don't love it. <laughs> um, although his Hannibal tattoo to me is the worst one. His eyes. Oh my gosh, like... the tattoo artist did. You guys, my husband is a huge horror movie buff. I mean, massive. And he has tattoo sleeves on both arms of horror movie icons. And his Hannibal Lecter one it's is the worst one. So his eyes follow you no matter his where you are. eyes are so realistic. And they have this like little gleam in them that I the tattoo it. artist, and he's at Standard Inc., um, Duffy Dillard here in Chattanooga. He did such a phenomenal job. He did such a good job that I hate them. Oh yeah, they, they <laughs> stare at you. He also has one of Bella Lugosi as Dracula and he watches you too. It's creepy. Mm-mm. Imagine waking up next to that. Mm-mm. Yeah, and Daniel officiated our wedding with all of these horror icons on him. Yeah. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. But no, like I, I thought it'd be a fun project for him. So I'm going to try to knock out as many as I can. He's um, I found, it. I found about four or five with the library, and I'm going to see what else I can, what else I can find. But yeah, <laughs> I thought that was fun. Yeah, he's excited for you to read them. Yes, I've been. I never would. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping a running commentary with him, like I would with you. Like mm-hmm. if you've already read something and I'm like catching up, mm-hmm. I'm I've been keeping him up um up to date on what's what's the goings on. Um, um I know this because he tells me literally everything. So he has already told me all about your book, all about what you've read in it, how it's different from the movie, etc. <laughs> We've talked about everything at length. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry, but I am glad that he's entertained. Um <laughs> in a different form. Uh, yeah, he's just had a rough month, but, um, I'm glad it, I'm glad that he's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too. Cause it gives us it finally, if I'm not going to watch the stupid movies, mm-hmm. if I at least read the books, <laughs> I think I feel like for, for me somehow reading the book is less terrifying. Agreed. Movie. Agreed. And I don't know why, because it's a movie in your mind, basically, when you're reading. Right. So that should be but Maybe worse. it's like the whole, like, experience of the music and the the um, soundtrack and, and the... The music is the worst. And, yes. Oh, I'll never watch another Stanley Kubrick thing as long as I live. Mm-mm. I still hate that guy. <laughs> I will never. I, I, I can't imagine how... That poor actress that played Shelley Duvall, I think was her name. Yeah. Who played that woman. They made her listen to that music constantly to keep her on edge. On edge, yeah. Oh, no. No, thank you. Have Mm -mm. a good day. Mm -mm. Uh, But yes, um, we will keep reading our spooky reads. Uh, We are very much enjoying this open month. Loving it. Loving it. Um. I've filled my book cart full of books to read this month. So I've, I've just been loving of them everywhere. Yes. I'm loving it. So 
Uh, stay tuned. Next week, hopefully, I'll just have a bunch more to talk about. We yes. just moved yesterday. And so it's been a crazy week. Um, literally, everything that could have gone wrong has. <laughs> and so it's just been nuts. Um, but hopefully, like, I can settle down. And I'm going to knock know. out some books this week. Get some so. good reading in this week. Yes. Kind of, um, you know, really just freak myself out and calm down. Yeah. So. So that you're in a, a new apartment that's unfamiliar. Yeah. It'll be very anyone. soothing to, to read yeah. some scary books right now. It'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, next week we're going to continue with the spooktacular. But the last week in October we're doing our buddy read, which I have officially decided Frankenstein. So we're going to read that. Yes. And read along. Or listen very, along as we talk about it. Very excited to read kind of like. The godmother of horror. I'm very finally. excited about it as well. Okay. I'm I've looking forward to it. I've getting into the classics a little more. Like I said, you I read have. Sleepy Hollow. And then I read another one I'm going to talk about next week. And then I told Caitlin that I might give Dracula another shot. And I cannot tell you how excited she was. I'm sure. <laughs> She's, She's going to be like, Daniel, have you started it yet? Like, yeah. I know we talked about it 30 seconds ago, but like so how many pages said, have you read? So I said, I text her, I said, I think I'm going to give Dracula another shot. And she said, the book, the movie, it doesn't matter. Yay for both. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love Caitlin. We love Caitlin on the podcast here. Oh, yes. But she's the biggest Dracula fan I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's has- an audible narration with Tim Curry. That I'm kind of intrigued to try. Ooh, so maybe I can get fun. into it a little bit more that way. Love that. All right. Well, happy October, everyone. Yes. Have a happy haunted week. <laughs> yes. May all your scares come true. Yes. But like in, <laughs> in like a hocus pocus level. Casper. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Like That's all we want. Super crazy. <laughs> no pinheads in your life, please. Thanks. All right. Well, go on Instagram. Tell us what you've been reading. We want to know. Yes. Give us all the scaries. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.